This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga. And it's truck day here in Cleveland. The Indians loading up their trucks and getting ready to head down to Goodyear, Arizona. We saw Tito's scooter and a whole bunch of buckets of bubble gum and baseballs and bats and all sorts of equipment heading down to Goodyear as the Indians loaded up their trucks. So we talked to assistant equipment manager Brandon Biller, and we'll let you listen in on our conversation with Brandon here in a moment. And then after that, I'll be joined by our Indians beat writer, Paul Hoynes, and we're going to talk a little bit about what the Indians can expect from their lineup this year heading into spring training. So here's Brandon Biller on Indians Truck Day and everything that the Indians are taking with them to spring training. Weird that this like becomes like a spectacle where we bring out cameras. Where do you guys, because this, this is like the everyday sort of operation for you guys. It is every day for us, but I know it's it's exciting. Like, it's, I mean, honestly, like some stuff starts in May for us. Like, some of the bigger companies like Nike, they need, they need orders in May so they can get the stuff turned around to us in time. So, like, it's a long process for us. And so then when we finally get to actually load the truck and it's like, okay, it's here. Now we can go, we can get started. And that's kind of like, I, none of us do this because we like sitting in the cold and you know it's it's the the fun part is when you get out there and you start interacting and you get to do baseball stuff so so this is sort of like opening day for you uh, a little bit yeah opening day of spring training yeah 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 it's you know you go through like the law of winter and it's just like okay when's baseball season when's baseball season and so this starts for us this is our baseball season starts now two weeks into spring we'll be like oh god when did the game start when did the game start when did the game start and so then and then we have opening day like everybody else does, but so it's a good it's a good stepping off point for the year. How long have you been doing this, Brandon? I've been with the Indians for eight years now, so so uh, this will be my seventh year in spring training. So I enjoy it a lot. It's fun. It's it's good. You miss everybody back home, but it's it's good. It's the start of the season, so. So uh, just to rehash, the the trucks leave here probably said about eleven o'clock this afternoon. Uh, they'll show up in, in Goodyear Monday evening? They, they'll they'll yeah. get there sometime on Monday. Uh, it just depends on weather and then how far they can. Like I said, there's a lot of transportation laws that they have to follow. But they, they'll get there sometime on Monday, barring any issues. And then Tuesday morning, we'll unload the trucks. What are the things that are on the trucks right now? I mean, we're seeing a lot of stuff going in here. But just like, yeah, we're seeing luggage go in there. We're seeing balls. We're seeing... 
yeah, all sorts of things. So uh, uniform sets are on, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So when we get there, we'll be able to just take them right off the rack, put them right in the locker so the guys will be able to start. That stuff's all on there. Um, like I said, there's a, weight, a lot of weight equipment that's going this year, all the medical then there's certain things that we use here and there so that we transport some of that stuff. Like there's an x-ray machine on there this year. Uh, some bats this year, the turnaround on bats has been a little better. So we've usually, in the few years past, there all the bats have just shipped directly to Arizona. Right. This year we actually had some here in Cleveland, so that stuff went. Um, like some of the equipment companies, they come out directly to Arizona and you have like bat day and, and yeah, stuff Yeah, so like... Tony does a great job, and he goes around and, and gets with every guy that we sign. Hey, what's your bad order? What, let, let me get it in now. And he tries to get that in as soon as possible mm-hmm. because there, there's a long turnaround on the bats. And then the companies will come out on site in Arizona and meet with the players and say, okay, this is what you ordered. Do you want to make any changes to it or what? Yeah. And then we'll place a second order if we need to at that point. And did you say that you actually start preparing for spring training in May of the previous year? Uh, so, like... The larger companies like Nike and Majestic require us to forecast what we're going to order. So we have to tell them in May, you know, we're going to order 200 short sleeve shirts and, and this many blank jerseys. And then as it gets closer and as we find out exactly who's going to be on the team, then we can give them the specifics. Oh, we need a jersey for Kluber. We need a jersey for so-and-so. And uh, so that's when that will uh, that all takes place. Those years where you're burning through, you know, 10, 11 uh, bullpen guys, different guys a year. Yeah, you ever come can, close to running out of a jersey, blank jerseys? No, but we keep a close <laughs> eye on it because of that. So, like, and we try, you know, just like any business, we try to monitor our inventory that mm-hmm. way. We don't want to sit on stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we don't ever want to run out either. Now, you said since the team opens on the road this year, you've got to pack the, all the road stuff for that first trip as well. Absolutely, yeah, and, and this year it's in Minnesota, so, you know, <laughs> If we were just going to Arizona and then we knew we were going to Los Angeles and then coming back to Cleveland, we wouldn't worry about taking winter parkas and winter hats and all that stuff. But this is a year that we have to worry about all that. So we have extra extra stuff just to prepare for Minnesota. Pack some sunshine, uh, sunshine in yeah, there. And bring yeah, it yeah, hopefully we can bring it with us from Arizona. All right, good to hear from Brandon Biller, assistant clubhouse manager for the Indians here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. And now... Uh, we're joined once again by Paul Hoynes, our Indians beat writer. Uh, Paul, uh, you thought out from uh, from standing on the loading dock for an hour at the uh, in the sub-zero temperatures with the Indians. It's, uh, that is the weirdest, like sort of off-season winter tradition. Is that you, you get twenty reporters out there with cameras to watch them load a truck? I know it is so strange. And I, I loved it when uh, the late Casey Coleman used to come out there and he'd interview the truck. They'd show him, you know, <laughs> with his microphone interviewing the truck. It was that was the best. So well, and and the other thing that we get, we get to see all the the stuff that gets loaded on. It's a sort of a, a behind the scenes look. You get. You know, eight hundred dozen baseballs, and you know they they bring their 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 bats, and we saw some uh, some bags and some equipment bags with the uh, the Chief Wahoo logo on them. Might yeah. be the last time we see yeah, I would uh, think anything like that, that. We're not going to be seeing that for uh, that. This is the last yeah. time around. As as those bags get uh, phased out and cycled out, I think uh, uh, you know you might see a lot more with the Block C logo. But uh, you see tubs of double bubble tubs of double. I, like I, like I said, I just posted on Twitter. Uh, uh, video of them loading the, the the tubs of bubble gum. I said that's the manager's palette right there. Yeah. And so Red Bull, Red, Red Bull, and energy <laughs> drinks. And... <laughs> you need a lot of that. Uh, and and the, and of course the joke that everybody's making now, and we're seeing all over the places. Oh well, they didn't load uh, 
uh, a right-handed hitting outfielder yeah, yeah, or yeah. A, a DH or uh, some bullpen help. Yeah, Manny uh, Machado is not not behind the boxes. Uh, Manny Machado is not on the on the truck, but Neil Ramirez is. is That's that, right. Is that the case? Yeah. That's the, uh, the line that I heard. But uh, yeah, I mean the. The issues that the Indians are, have have right now are, are pretty obvious to everybody, and uh, you know you wrote a piece this week, uh, you know basically explaining that this, what you see is what you're going to get yeah. with this with this club right now. They're they're not going to be spending any more money. Yeah, I think uh, Joe, they've you know you know we we knew from uh, well pretty early in the off season that they were going to be you know cutting payroll from. What a uh, club record, 135 million. Uh, probably it'll be in. I would think, you know, 100 to 125 million. You know, 100 to 120 million uh, come opening day for the 25 man roster and who's ever on the DL. Uh, but uh, you know, we, they made a significant, uh, you know, a significant move to to cut payroll. You know, with all the trades. You know, Encarnacion and and uh, Gomes and uh, Yonder Diaz and Yandy Diaz and uh, even Eric Gonzalez. We saw all those moves, and then we saw so many guys uh, leave through free agency that you know it was bound. You know, they were they were determined to cut the payroll, and they have. And and I don't think it, you know from from what we've heard. Um, and, the, you know, if they make another move, it's going to be maybe an Oliver Perez type move. Maybe you know they did that with the Oliver Perez. They added him, and now maybe they they get an outfielder. You know, that's kind of twisting in the wind right now. That there's still so many players. I think there's over close to 130 free agents that haven't signed. Um, so uh, you know, if they can get a guy on a on a one year deal on a, on a bargain basement deal, they might do that. But right now, you know, they're they're 25, they're 40, they're the 60 guys coming to camp, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. they're set, they're pretty much set. And you're talking non-roster. Yeah, non-roster and well. everybody else. Uh, yeah. You know, for the fans sitting here looking at guys like a Nick Marcakis signing one, all these guys signing one-year yeah. deals, guys that, as these, they sign for a year for $3 million or something like that, and Indians fans are standing here going, boy, he would have, he would have looked really good hitting in right field for them. Uh you know what? What's the explanation that the the ball club can give, or is there one, or do they even have to have one? Well, well, I think they have to have one. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, if you're, you know, if you're, if you have championship intentions, and you know, they say they still do. You know, the, there has to be an explanation, and the explanation is, you know, they're cutting payroll. I think, you know, Marcakis, I think, was a special case. I think he wanted to stay in Atlanta, right. but still, four point. What he signed for four million, one right. year deal. Well, for his produ- for what he produced yeah, last year, like four million, million is, guys, a, is a that's whole, a great deal. Boy. But I don't know. You know, if if he had gone outside, he probably if he had left Atlanta, he's going to get more. But still, mm-hmm. you know, that deal. Uh, you know, this Drupal Cabrera deal with Texas, all those one year deals. You know, there's no such thing as a bad one year deal, no matter what. And mm-hmm. you know, those are the kind of deals that the Indians have thrived on in the past. But obviously, it's too much for the payroll. Well, and the other thing that they've they've thrived on is is finding that good veteran character clubhouse guy. At the you know beginning or middle of spring training, bring him in, and you know a, a guy like a Mike Napoli or a Roger Davis right. catches fire and finds the fountain of youth or, or something, and and really produces and, and carries a club or helps carry a club. Uh, is is there a, 
a guy out there like that. I mean, Melky Cabrera is still out there. Yeah, but. that's who I was thinking. Of. You know, Melky Cabrera, there's a bunch of guys that are still out there that I wouldn't be surprised if they brought somebody in on a minor league deal. I mean, these guys are going <laughs> to – I mean, it's what it's it's February. I mean, it's the start of February now. Camp starts in less than two weeks. Right. So I, you know these guys are itching to get back. You know, the guys that are still signed, unsigned, are, are going to be itching to get in camp, to get in, to have a chance to make a team. They're, I don't think uh, – or, or they're going to have, you know, the Lost Boys home again mm-hmm. down in no. Florida, the, the, the spring training. Camp, camp X-ray down in yeah, uh, Miami, yeah. Right, so – you know, I, you know, it, it, it works in the in the owners. I think it works in the you know the team's favor right now. But you know, hopefully, the Indians can do that because they need some help. Well, we've had what twenty years of of labor, sort of. I don't want to say prosperity, but sort of the labor you know, peace. Yeah. Labor peace. It, 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 that that it seems like something's coming to a head after after two off seasons of this sort of the players not getting. What they want in free agency, the, the owners are the owners are definitely winning right now with all these one year deals being signed, and you know the the marquee guys are still going to get their money yeah. eventually. But it's the middle to to lower level free agents who are are not making what they you know what what the promise of free agency is to them. Yeah, free agency, especially for uh, guys thirty and over, has really taken a hit. And you know that's you know thirty used to be. Okay, you know, that's your, the end of your first contract. I'm going to go out into the market for the first time. I'm done with arbitration. And unless you're a star, you're, you're seeing, you know, the, their, their bargaining power has been reduced. Now, you know, you know do, is it collusion? You know, I, I hopefully the owners learned from the last time when they got their you oh, know, fingers slapped. Uh, with collusion, but I think it's it's you know a couple things. It's the teams uh, being smarter, playing the waiting game, and uh, I think they they all they're all studying at the foot of the same statistics. You know they all you know judge and evaluate players the same way, and it, <laughs> the GMs are saying multi-year deals you know for a guy that's 31, 32, 33 isn't a good thing. And uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna wait and see the give if we can get the best deal we can. Well, and and does it also necessarily hurt the players when you've got marquee stars who are twenty five, twenty four, and younger? You've got Francisco Lindor. You've got Mike Trout when he first burst onto the scene and, and is winning MVPs at twenty three years old. And I, I mean, the the game just started skewing so much younger for its marquee players. That you hit thirty and you're you're way, way past your prime. That, that you're on the wrong side of of what baseball is trying to promote. There, that the league intentionally is looking at its best players are its youngest players, and those are the guys that they're going to promote: Lindor, Judge, Trout, yeah, guys like that. And those are and they're making less money. They're they're less expensive, and uh, you know that it's. Uh, you know that that's the way the game is trending, uh, and uh, so I don't know. You know, I, I'm not sure what what happens here. I know there is some tension between the players and the, and the owners. You know, after you know so many years of labor peace, like we were talking about, uh, the I think the basic agreement still has three years left. So I, you know, I, I would the latest. So you know, they, 
I'm not sure. You know, I mean, they got the arbitrate. You know, they they got the qualifying offer worked out. You know, I think that that it, it it's not in so much favor of the clubs now. Where you know, if you get a qualifying offer, you're kind of a marked man, a free agent. You can, but you can only go through the process once. So uh, you know, you can't have that that kind of you know that scarlet letter attached to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, it's. It, I, I, th- I would think changes are going to be made. I would think, uh, you know, you would have to. We've talked about this before. I think maybe a deadline for some trades and free agents. Right. You know, in the off season right, instead an off, of an off season deadline. deadline yeah. I think that would. You know, I think a lot of people are in favor of that. All right. Well, uh, you know, and let's look at it from the Indians' perspective and from the young players' perspective here. Uh, guys like Greg Allen, Tyler Naquin. Uh, necessarily Jordan Luplo and, and uh, Jake Bowers, who are newcomers, are going to get the opportunity now for the Indians to to prove themselves. Because they, just by necessity, these, these are the guys the Indians are going to roll with. So you're going to see an outfield. That, at some point this season, you're going to see an outfield that has Tyler Naquin, Greg Allen, and Leonis Martin out there. It might not be the best you know, option, but that, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, you know the Indians have, you know, if you look at what the in- has has happened to the Indians in the last two years, you know they had that core of players Brantley and 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 Brantley and and uh, you know uh, Cody Allen and and uh, you know all the guys they they kind of lost Cody Allen, Chisenhall, um, you know Josh Tomlin, all those guys that kind of came up together. Well, they came, they came up together. They got to the big leagues fairly, you know at the same time and they all grew old together and mm-hmm. when you get the older you get the more money you get and uh, you know the more expensive the, the club gets and that's why they've been shedding so many players the last two years I think you know the, this year maybe 10 12 free agents left the year before was it seven or eight you know including Brian Shaw you know that was kind of a key guy there and uh, so you know, I think they they have to give these young players a chance. That's what their thinking is. Okay, we got to give, we got to find out if Allen can play. We got to find out if Naquin can play. Um, you know, we've got to find out if Perez is is an everyday catcher if we give him a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, if Zimmer comes back, you know, what 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 then? And we've got to we've got to make some moves in the bullpen to find out Tyler Olson uh, is 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 Salazar back. You know, guys like that. So and and. If you give the young players a chance, your payroll goes down, and you're able to keep that team together longer. But if you add, keep adding veterans like they had been, if you keep adding Encarnacion, you know, and and the the payroll, you know, he's making a ton of money when he comes in, and he's just he's just making more money. He's not going to make less. Right. And the payroll keeps getting higher. So I think you've got to. What they're trying to do is thread the needle. They're trying to. Okay, we're going to stay competitive, but we're going to. We're going to kind of drop drop payroll and and you know try to build or try to concentrate on getting a younger base, a younger core of players, and go on from there, so we can keep it together for another four or five years. Can they win consistently, especially early in the season, if they're still trying to figure out, hey, can Greg Allen play? Can Tyler Aikman play? Can Roberto Perez play? That that really is. Are they going to be able to hit enough? Yeah. Because you question. know the, the the pitching side of things is going to take care of itself, I think, with this rotation. Yeah. Uh, the the back end of the bullpen is set, but it's sort of that middle area that that that's not. Yeah. Can can you have? Do you have some? They'll find somebody to get the ball to Brad Hand eventually. If they got to run 
five different guys out yeah. there to try and do it. We've seen it. They'll right? find somebody that can get the ball to Brad Hand. It'll work out. That I'm got no worries about that. Uh, it's can they hit enough early in the season while they're trying to figure out. Is Greg Allen a player? Is Tyler Naquin a player? Is Roberto Perez an everyday guy? Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, that's a question. That's a great question. And, you know, that's especially if you're playing in Cleveland, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing in the AL Central where the weather is always cold the first two months. Year. We saw it last and, year. And it's, it's tough to hit. And, um, you know, you know, the Francona's clubs have started better in April the last couple of years, and that's a key, I think. But, yeah, you don't know. I mean, you took Encarnacion, you took Brantley, you took Milky Cabrera, you took, uh, you know, Alonzo, uh, Yonder Alonzo out of the middle of that lineup. I mean, you know, who, and, who's going to hit? Who's going to replace those And guys? so you're looking at the – yeah, I think I did the math, and I, I figured out uh, just by looking at projections – for the 2019 season, and these were like basement level projections. These are like the lowest that these guys are possibly going to do. But uh, you know, if you took that group of like six guys, you moved out Brantley and Encarnacion and Alonso, and you replaced them with uh, you know Greg Allen, Jordan Luplo, Santana, Santana, and Bowers. Uh, it, the difference is somewhere around the neighborhood of like 25 home runs potentially, yeah. 110, 115 RBIs. That's a lot, a lot of yeah. run production, and that puts pressure and focus back on the top of that order with Lindor and Ramirez. And Jason Kipnis now becomes uh, yeah, a guy who you weren't able to move. Jason Kipnis now becomes sort of uh, a big key to this this offense. Because if he goes back to being Jason Kipnis from 2015, you know, 2014, you're good. But you're talking about a 31-year-old yeah. infielder now. Uh, that doesn't happen all that often. The guys, you know, they don't – as you get older, you don't get better necessarily right. in, in, when you're in Jason Kipnis' position. Yeah, I mean it's 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 you know, it's a, it's a dilemma for them. It's a, it's a problem. And uh, the thing – the thing you know they they miss, I think, yeah, is is you know, Francona loves to hit Kipnis in the number two spot, but mm-hmm. he had to take him out of there last year eventually because he wasn't hitting, and then you had Brantley to put in there, and now Brantley's gone, but and you you miss the presence of Brantley, you miss the presence of of an Encarnacion, you know, solid established major league major league hitters and if they don't get if they don't get you one time they've got a great chance to get you the other time and that's just they just have that feeling i remember i remember when travis hafner was hitting in the middle of the lineup and this was at toward the end of his career and he you know he he was no longer travis hafner but people were still afraid of him they they still intentionally walked him you know they still showed him that respect and right now the indians don't have that or they'd still throw a fastball to a guy right. in front of them right. because exactly. you know they they didn't want the, to bring him up. Uh, uh, the other thing you're missing with Brantley not being there is a guy who's going to put the bat on the ball. You know we're living in the age of uh, 30 home runs and 120 right. strikeouts. Michael Brantley's not that guy. Michael Brantley's a guy who will put a ball in play, and when he swings the bat, he makes contact. Yeah, and. He, yeah, guy that boy, will always guy, walk, probably boy, always walk more than he struck out. Boy, I'm looking at Jake Bowers and I'm I'm looking at projections for him, and you're talking about 95 strikeouts in, you know, a projected 300 some at bats. That's yeah. that's a lot of strikeouts. He struck out a lot. So, and hopefully that was his first year in the big leagues last year. Hopefully. 
But I don't know. Those guys, you know, power hitters are like that. And if that's what he thinks he is, I, I Yeah, well, they're thinking 21, 25 home runs yeah, out so of him if he plays a full season. But, how again, many that's, you're talking about leaving uh, so many guys on base. If he's, the, if he's the five hitter, if he's the six hitter, he's going to leave a ton of runners on base by striking out like that. You're going to have room. <laughs> The, the the AL Central is going to pitch the Indians, load the bases in the first inning, <laughs> then ground into a into a double play or you know whatever. Because it, it, Ramirez and Lindor will get on base. That's yeah. that's fine. And then the question is, what, what do you where do you hit Lindor? Do you do you keep him in the leadoff spot? Do you move him down? Well, I think it, it puts pressure on Greg Allen. If if Greg Allen yeah. can, can put the ball in play, boy, you could put him at the top of the order. You could move Lindor down. You could put, you could put Lindor three. Sand, it's, you don't want to bat, uh, you know, switch hitters. Yeah, uh, you know, back. three, four, five. You don't want to. That that would be awful. Yeah. I, that, but but hey, that's a great problem to have if you're if you're Terry Francona. If you could put Greg Allen at the top of the order, right, and then maybe a Kipnis, right. You know, then you've got a whole whole bunch of options you could you can play you, you with. Do that. That but that. All depends on if Greg Allen can cut down on his strikeouts and put balls in play, right. and, and and he's got to improve right. his his on base percentage because boy, if he could get get on base, he he could steal thirty to forty bases. Yeah. I and mean, he stole twenty bases last year, over twenty, twenty two maybe. And so now we've entered the what if uh, portion of the uh, the yeah. podcast here. Boy, what if Greg Allen could <laughs> could get on base? You know, like a like a decent number of times and and. and Boy, that 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 really would be a positive for them. Now, uh, we're not saying in, in spring training you can back Greg Allen lead off in every game and, and yeah. let him try and 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 do that. But uh, you know, two years ago, did you think that we would be thinking about Greg Allen and, and his sort of being a key to this this club's offense moving forward into the? I you know no, I did not. But I, you know, you liked him, you liked his speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I saw him as kind of an extra guy. But he's going to get a chance here. He's going to be a chance to be a regular player, you know, a regular if if he uh, if he can get on base. I think if he gets on base, he's going to be fine. One one thing that Greg Allen's got going for him, he you want Greg Allen to be successful. He's he's such a good guy, such a nice guy. Yeah, uh, great to talk to. He's easy to root for. Yeah. So, hey, I I want to see Greg Allen in that leadoff spot or you know producing at some level. Every time he'd, he'd show up on a highlight, that would, that would be great, you know, to, to see that. But, again, now it goes from, you know, a, a championship team, a team that had a 22-game winning streak and, a, a, you know, three years in a, in a row winning the, the Central, that, that could afford to have a Greg Allen on the roster and, you know, right. bring him along and have his moments. Now he becomes a key piece, and that's, yeah. that's the difference here. Yeah, and especially, you know, when you look at the outfield, they've got a bunch of guys like that. Like you were saying earlier, you know, Luplo, uh, uh, Naquin, uh, Leonis Martin. Martin is probably the only guy that's a proven kind of outfielder, mm-hmm. and he hasn't played every day for a couple of years. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, a lot is going to be depend on him. And then, you know, uh, you've got uh, Barnes. I think they like Barnes more in the infield than, mm-hmm. than the outfield. You know, uh, I'm 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 sorry, Bowers. Bowers, yeah. yeah. But you know, Brandon Barnes, you've got him. So I mean, you've got a bunch of guys floating around out there. So the opportunity is going to be there for those guys. They just have to. They, some somebody's got to grab it. And oh. Zimmer, I'd, I'd I'd love to see Zimmer come back. But you know, he has. Uh, 
great arm speed, great. great well, he had a he had a great arm. Yeah, yeah. We don't know for sure, but but uh, you know we we uh, you can go get the ball and uh, you know. But he's got a contact problem too. Right. You know? He he was having contact problems pretty much towards the end of 2017. So. Yeah. You know, I, and don't expect. I mean, Indians fans think, oh, well, he had the surgery a while ago. He he should be recovering. The, that surgery and and that sort of uh, rehab and the recovery. Uh, even if he's saying, oh, I, I expect to be back by spring training. Uh, don't. I mean, right. I mean you, you really got to temper your expectations yeah. with him. So. And he's. I mean, they'll bring him along still slowly. He's number one pick. They're going to be careful with him. And and. Uh, you know the the thing that I found interesting about Zimmer last year is they, you know, Tito kind of was talking about it, and he said, you know, if you're going to be a guy that that strikes out 140 times, 150 times, well, you've got to hit 40 home runs, mm-hmm. or you've got to be a guy, the other kind of guy, you know, where you hit 20 to 25 and you hit 260 to 280. So I think he's still trying to find himself as a player, and I think if he with his swing though. You know, kind of a all or nothing swing right now. Right. I mean, he might be leaning more toward that that kind of Rob Deere player. Well, you know? and, and we've seen we've seen him take batting practice. We know that the the power potential is there with him. He can hit monster home runs, but it's a matter of putting the ball in play with him, yeah. and, and that's something that that he was not doing before he was sent down last year so so he's got still he's still looking for yeah. looking for a niche to uh, to 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 become the player he you know he wants to be or he can be all right well i think we found our niche here uh in uh the the cleveland baseball talk podcast we're uh we're heading towards the sports awards next week uh, you're going to be there to see sandy alomar get his lifetime achievement award Lifetime achievement at age 52. Remember that, Sandy <laughs> Alomar. Remind Sandy Alomar that he has reached his full life's potential <laughs> at age 52. When uh, when you talk to him about that award, make sure he knows. Um, and uh, after that, man, it's yeah, it's, here. it's pack your bags because Hoinsey's uh, heading to, to spring training. So Once it hits January 1st, the time just blows by. Man. Oh, man. All right. Well, we will uh, be back in touch with you guys next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening.